Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a podcast by Trey where we try to figure out this thing called life. I am your host, Trey, and we'll be facilitating this podcast um, on today. Took a week off. I'm glad that you guys are back with me. Um, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening, liking, sharing, commenting on the podcast episodes. I hope that these episodes are helpful for you. I'm hopeful that they're trying they're they're at least getting your your brain to think a little bit deeper um on certain topics and to go into a little bit more in depth about different things um it's you know i'm trying my best not to make this podcast super clinical uh i wanted to make it really more authentic and, and genuine and relatable and breaking down terminologies that you may have heard but don't quite understand and and want a deeper understanding of it and so that's my aim with this podcast is to hopefully to make that happen for you and so that i really want that to be the the kind of the focus point of this of this podcast and we've got some different episodes coming up man that you know is going to be very interesting and i'm hopeful i'm hopeful for the future that you guys will be enjoying it as well so again thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for commenting and um Thank you for your kind words. And again, I hope these podcast episodes are helpful for you. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Um, you can do all that on Spotify. You can do that on Apple Apple Podcasts. Or you can do that on Anchor FM as well. Or any other streaming podcast platforms that are out there as well. Um, today I wanted to talk about, you know, we briefly talked about, you know, the last two episodes were about, um, of course, recipes of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the families that were involved in that crash. Um, but the other episode I dropped with that Kobe grief episode was um, how to find a therapist. So I, you know, highlighted different ways on how to find a therapist. But so I gave you that piece. But I wanted to see I wanted to give you guys my experience with going to therapy because I think that's important for people to understand um, what that looks like, what it feels like and, you know, how to navigate it. I personally do not see this is just my personal opinion and I, I'm so I'm sensitive to everybody's experience and how they, you know, feel about things. And I'm also sensitive and understanding about my expectations and my experiences as well and how that has guided my thought patterns and behaviors. But I really I, I don't see the big issue with going to see somebody for therapy i understand the historical conflict especially for people of color or african-american people i understand that uh, from a medical standpoint we we never trusted any type of medical professionals so that makes sense but if you can find somebody that looks like you even though all know it's not guaranteed that you you know that you're gonna click with that person just because they look like you uh it's, it's 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 a lot more refreshing to see somebody that that looks like you across the table so i you know when i so let me let me explain i started i i had known i needed a therapist years ago um due to the situation that was going on with my parents and their divorce uh i should have been in therapy and, and, and the amount of stress that i was under i didn't go see a therapist at the current time, I really wasn't in the mental health field. I just was just reading about it, learning about it more. So I was really un- uneducated at the current time that I probably should have went to see a therapist. And um, as I grew in it, um, 
things kind of mellowed out. I kind of found my way to manage my stress. Um, uh, th- there are some things that went on, like high blood pressure and migraines that were a result of stress, I believe, at the time during undergrad that I probably should have, you know, seeked out more than just um, support from my friends and and just pushing it away and keep pushing through it. Um, and so I feel as though that was that. And then, you know, years later, I got my blood pressure under control. Um, and then I got married, had a child, developed some chest pains. And I'll go through the chest pains topic one day. But, you know, come to find out I was still stressing, but I was internalizing stress. And then um, I had a very stressful job. Of course, I keep talking about that. And so I probably should have seen a therapist around that time, too. Um, I can really pinpoint different times in my life where I probably should have started seeing a therapist, even though I had a pretty, pretty stable upcoming um, upbringing. Uh, I probably should have seen a therapist in my 20s. Um, I'm now in my early 30s. And I think had I started therapy earlier, earlier on, um, some things would have probably not as been stressful and as it is today and I wouldn't have wasted so much time and energy had I just went ahead and gone earlier in the game. Um, and I've been in the field of mental health since uh, for about nine, nine, ten years. So the fact that I didn't go is a very um, is, is, is misguided on my end, considering that I've been in the field of mental health for like nine, ten years. And so I get it. I get it why people don't want to go. I get it why people are, um, you know, stigmatized going to therapy. I get it why you don't you, you don't want to talk to somebody that you don't know. Get it why you don't want to talk to somebody that don't look like you or don't understand where you come from. What what you know, they don't understand the plight of um, African Americans. They don't understand the the situation. You know, they don't understand. Right? I understand that. Now, here's the other thing. You know, before I'm gonna put a pin in that real quick, is that you know when you go find a therapist, especially for African Americans and you know, for us, um, there's not a lot of us that look like us. So don't be surprised when you go seeking out a therapist that you can't find somebody that look like you, because it's very hard, especially for um, African American males. Now, that's not to say that we're not um, pushing more in the field. Um, we're out there. We're we're doing a lot more. It's a lot of us out there. You just gotta find us, um, and we're just not as prominent. It's just the way it goes. But we we we're making a more push to to get more professionals in the field. And I see a lot of up and coming social workers and therapists that's coming up now. That's that's going to do some great work. So you know, just 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 be mindful of that. Be mindful. I didn't talk to you about either about being mindful that the fact that, you know, once you start going to therapy, it might not work the first time, uh, you know, and if it doesn't work the first time or you don't feel like the therapist is fulfilling your needs, then all means go seek somebody else. It might take the second or third time for you to click to somebody. You still have to understand that when working with your health professionals, because I'm just not going to say this is a mental health or therapist. I'm not going to separate them from health professionals. When you're working with health professionals, it has to be a good fit. Take, for instance, if you go see a doctor and you, you know, you work with your primary care doctor and you don't, you don't like their opinion. So you go get a second opinion, right? 
You know, if you don't like that doctor's opinion, you'll get another opinion. You know, it's just, you know, so you, because you're the consumer. You pay for your health insurance. You pay for the copay. You have the right to choose your health professionals who serve you. So that means you can choose them based on their their looks, their uh, views, their specialty. You can do all of that. You feel what I'm saying? It's just that when it comes to therapists, we kind of just don't we don't take that same approach. And I think we have to take the same approach to therapists as they are health professionals. They are helping a piece of our piece of our health that just like another one, unless it's like another health professional. I have lucked up over my life to have maintained the same doctors for most of my life. I know everybody's story is not that same, but I've had the same eye doctor for for 25 years same eye doctor and me and his rapport is uh is something of a a family member um and but you know i i I trust his judgment he trusts my judgment and when i'm able to go into my eye doctor's office it's just like family and i i as i built this bond with him this where this whole camaraderie comes from and then those you know those those uh and <laughs> not those, you know, things, you you know, you know, you work with somebody for a long time. They, they're more willing to help you out if you kind of in a tight spot or if you need to sample something or if you need help with it. They, you know, they're more likely because you're you're feeding into their business. You're a loyal customer. You keep coming back. You're referring people it's just like with any business. Right. So I had the same dentist for 20 some years until he retired and I had to find a new dentist. And luckily I found a dentist that's, you know, um, black owned and you know she does my wife's teeth as well so i go to her i start that and i hope to be able to keep the same dentist for a long period of time because i value i value um my health professionals and i value the service that i get from other businesses especially in this in this type of um realm when it comes to my health and so um even my, my pediatric my pcp primary care physician um uh, it, you know, I, I've I've been with her for about shoot ten plus years, maybe, um, and maybe if that, I mean, yeah, probably ten, yeah, ten, because I think I started with her like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. So, um, you know, w- with that being said, when I sought out a therapist, I knew I wanted to find a therapist that was an African American male. And I wanted somebody that I could relate to. And I wanted somebody, since I'm a social worker, that could understand the plight of working in the field of social work. So you got to think, too, in this in this in this experience as well. I'm a mental health professional, was a crisis therapist at one point in time. So for me to be on the other side of this this therapy side is definitely weird and 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 new and unique. But I, I had to I had to find this person that checked all of all the boxes. I had to find this person that um would you know of course take my insurance right. I had new insurance and make sure to take my insurance and you know I the, the when I looked up my therapist um. He, I, I probably looked at, I looked at my therapist for probably like six to eight months. I sat on him for like six to eight months, and I looked around some more, and I was just like, eh, not really getting a connection off these people. You know, sometimes you can go through and search things. You're like, ah, I think that connects with me, that resonates with me, 
And then sometimes you can go through providers and you're like, oh, that don't resonate too much for me. So I, I, I seen this guy and I was like, you know what? He, he resonates. He resonates. Um, and then, so I sat, you know, I sat on it, sat on it. I talked to my wife about it, said I, you know, should probably seek out therapy and should have been in therapy. And then, um, I think after, like I said, my, my uncle passed away in September and I felt the need to, I said, you know, it's time to go to therapy now because, you know, I was still dealing with grief and then my uncle passing away brought up more grief, some unresolved, well, not unresolved, but just brought up grief that I was still working and dealing and working through. So I went ahead and, um, went ahead and booked that appointment. Now what I did at first, I should have called him, but I didn't feel like calling him at first. So I did an email consult ironically he thought you know i was looking to be part of his practice um but i was you know looking for therapy inside of time and one thing i had to do too was i had to ask him do you work with social workers do you work with people who work in the field and um that was the you know that was one of the, the big main conversation pieces because that's important for me um are you able to handle or work with individuals who already work in the field just like you and so he said yes and that was that was a great time and then i said okay and then just through email i could tell he was like me um you know outside of you know i always saying he's a black male therapist yada 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 but i could tell you know looking at the credentials looking at his schooling you know i was like okay we resonate we relate here 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 and here so let me you know figure out um what you know what else and then i just talking to him he was really calm he was really chill with me through the email and guided me through the process and then so i felt comfortable and so you know at any time when you're working through you know how you say uh vetting these different professionals in those initial consults or in those initial emails initial phone calls you can you can pick up on literally if this person is going to be a good fit for you you can tell by the tone. You can tell by the compassion in their voice. You can tell if it's just they're just there to get more, you know, more patience. Are they there to really work with you on your situation? You know, I really that 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 set the tone for me via those email conversations. And so, fast forward into the first session, I got in pretty quick. Um, probably like maybe two weeks. I probably got in with him and you know did my initial consult. And then, we you know, we just had the conversation. And even in the initial consult, as I'm waiting in the waiting room, I didn't, you know, I liken to thinking back to when I'm working with clients and how they come in <laughs> and just waiting in the waiting room, waiting to be seen. And then they just don't know what to, what to expect. You feel what I'm saying? And um, there was some anxiety as I'm sitting in his waiting room because he was in, you know, he wasn't here. It didn't was like a clinic, but he had like a little office building. I'm sitting there and it's very quiet. It's so quiet. It was so quiet and so still. And I was like, oh, man, what is going to happen? Did I mess up the appointment? Like I was running through my head thinking I missed the appointment. or I, I came on the wrong day or he's not going to see me because, the, you know, my man, he didn't have no receptionist. It was just, you know, it's just private practice. So he had himself and he was sitting in the waiting room and he had signs up to tell you where to sit. You sit and wait it. And I just waited. Um, and as I felt anxiety come through, you know, just thinking about it, I was like, man, you know, it's all good. We're going to be all right, man. You know, so I started talking myself down. But, you know, I always I did understand, too, that this is nerve wracking. It's a little anxious for me. And so. Time passed and then um, 
you know, I waited and then I went out actually of the office because I thought I was in the wrong office because I didn't see nobody. And so I, you know, I went back and I came back in. I was like, All right, I think we're in the right place looking around. And so then he finally, you know, five minutes later, probably finally came out. We met and um, we just chopped it up. You know, when I did my initial eval with him, he asked me a couple of questions. I was tense at first. I was tense at first because this is new. Again, this is a new person. This is a new human being. Um, I don't know you, dog. Like, <laughs> I don't know you to be talking to you about this at first. And so I was tense for a little bit. Um, but you know, my therapist is like, I feel like he's just, he's just another version of me. And he's very calm, very monotone, like very relatable in that sense. And then we were able to connect and that. And I see, I said, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be fine. After like, maybe like this 45 minute session, maybe like after 15, 20 minutes in, we started rapping more and it's doing, just going through everything. Um, that's when I realized it was going to be a, you know, a really good, good situation. And, um, but you still have those moments where you're really tense. You're really like, you know, you don't really want to open up because you don't know this person, but it's at the same time, like you have to really think about when you go to a doctor or you go to a mechanic or anything like that, you, you're, you're paying these people for a service. They're charging your insurance. You got to pay a copay. And you pretty much are going there to help to get to let them fix something that's wrong with you or to, just to make sure or just to check up. Maybe nothing is wrong, but just to check up to see if everything is OK, you know, or just as an extra guide. Like I go to my primary care doctor, um, you know, I was going to her for high blood pressure checkups and, and then some stress stuff. But it's the same. But now it's just more so me just checking up, checking in and make sure that I'm well. That I'm that I'm physically healthy, in the in the therapist aspect, I I went for a reason because I knew there were some unresolved things that I needed to get you know work through, but at the same time I I needed a mental checkup because I had I haven't had one, just like with my eyes. Everybody know I can't see and I've been having you know I have glasses since I was the age of five. My eyes can have not changed at all, but I still go yearly to get a eye exam. You feel what I'm saying? I have a dentist. I nothing may be wrong with my teeth, but I still go to the dentist yearly to get a checkup, to get a cleaning, to get and make sure everything is good. It's the same principle when it comes to therapy or seeing a therapist. I go there to make sure that to do a checkup on my mental well-being. Or I go there because my mental well-being is not in a good place and I know something is wrong. And so you have to treat it like that. Once you find somebody that's comfortable, it's going to be uncomfortable at first, especially talking about these issues. My thing, when I hear people talk about, you know, express trepidation in regards to going to see a therapist is that a lot of us are more willing to post on social media to strangers or people that we don't know, or maybe we connect with at some level. You feel what I'm saying? Because they comment or they like the post. And we'll spill our whole heart and beans out right there for the whole world to see. People can take it 
flip it, do whatever they want to. You say you got 100 people over here that support you, and then you got maybe like a 50 to 75 people that don't support you or say you just you just suck it up or do whatever. And I'm saying you can go to a person that does this for a living, and if you have insurance, you know, they'll help pay for you. You pay a small copay if you don't have insurance. You can go to, you know, different places to get it, you know, get it situated based on a sliding scale upon your income. And you can talk to this person about your feelings and thoughts. And this person is bound by ethical principles and medical principles that for for confidentiality um, aspects that he cannot talk to talk to anybody he or she cannot talk to anybody about your 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 plan of care or your treatment or whatever y'all talked about in those sessions. He can't go outside and talk about it at all. But somebody on social media can sit here and screenshot. They can share. They can um, take a screenshot, post it, and send it around everywhere um, to to for positive or negative gain on your behalf. I, I think we have to put some stuff in perspective. In regards to in regards to this mental health care and this treatment. And I know I know therapy is not for everybody. I I I know therapy is not for everybody. Even though I would say you have to try it first. And I, I don't mean try one time and say, I'm going it don't it ain't gonna work for me because it's not going to it's not going to immediately work on the first. You know, you're not going to fix everything on the first time. It's going to take multiple sessions to get through some things. It might take multiple sessions to get through one thing. You know what I'm saying? So, but it it, it really baffles me sometimes to think about that and see how open we can be on social media to strangers and to the, the whole wide world. But then, you know, when it comes to like somebody like a therapist um, that, that specializes in it, specializing in helping people, and working through your issues that we kind of, we condemn it or we stigmatize it. And I also understand too, that, you know, all therapists are not created equal. I say that all the time. I always say all social workers ain't created equal, you know? So I understand you have bad experiences with that. But my thing is everybody has a bad experience with, with, with such and such. Um, and then somebody has a positive experience with such and such. That don't mean you stop going. That just means you find somebody else to go to. And then if that don't work, you got a bad experience with them. You find somewhere else to go to. I can have a bad experience with a car shop. And I say, you know what? I ain't going to that car shop no more. And I at least say I leave a review and say that car shop did X, Y, and Z. And it didn't treat me well. You can have somebody else on there and say, I love this car shop. I go to this car shop every day, you know, every month to get my car maintenance, whatever. They treat me so well. They treat me like, you know, they family. You're always going to have a positive and negative reaction. But the one thing about it is that if your car need maintenance, you're going to go find somebody else to do the work. If you need a doctor and you don't like your doctor, you need to find somebody else. You're going to find somebody else to do the work. So why is it in the mental health field for therapy, therapy standpoint that is like, man, you know, I tried it once, tried it twice. It ain't for me. And, 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 and I'd rather just, you know, confide over here, confide over there. The thing about 
the thing I, I caution people when it comes to confiding in their family or friends is that your family and friends are not trained professionals. And, and, and your family and friends are not, that's not their responsibility to, to take on your burdens. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I say that from a, I say that from a very, very authentic place. Your family and friends are there to support and build you up and help you. Help you along the line. Help you get through this life. This thing called life, right? But you can't expect your family and friends to just take on all of your burdens. You can't expect your family and friends to to sit here and, and counsel you through your issues. That's not their job and that's not their role in your life. You have professionals that can do that for you. You feel what I'm saying? The friends and family support you through that aspect. They can give you sound advice. They can give you X, Y, and Z. But you, you know, I know some of us, we, you know, we will ask our friends about certain things or whatever. But, you know, we have deep talks and deep conversations, man. But when some stuff get to the, when it gets to the, when it gets to, when it get too deep, <laughs> you know, you can't expect your family and friends to say, to have the answer for that. And it's not fair. It's not fair to your family and friend to burden them with so much weight. It's really not fair. So if you want to be a good, a good friend, good family member to them, you just can't, you can't expect to you can't expect them to react to your burdens the same way every single time or you can't expect them to help you through some stuff that probably needs to be seen by a professional because it's not fair to them it's not fair to you and so i caution people when they say that because it's like all right yeah that's cool i rap with my friends about everything i rap with them about Life and all the stuff I went through, but I I can sit there and pinpoint periods of time in my life where I needed professional. I need to go talk to a therapist about that. I needed to go talk to somebody professional about this to to give me an unbiased opinion so I can work through it. It's not even in in marriage, even in marriage, it's not fair to your spouse. Even though we say to death to us part with our spouses and 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 and, and we gonna you know we're gonna go through thick and thin, right? But if it's some deep rooted personal issues that I, I got going on right now or that I'm going through, yes, my, my wife can build me up. Yes, my wife can give me sound advice, yes, my wife can love on me, yes, my wife can pray for me, my wife can do all these different things. But is it truly fair to put all of my personal burdens on my wife to her as my wife and as my friend, my best friend? Is it truly fair? Because she's not she 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 can only she she got her own personal stuff. Then she got her stuff as a spouse to me that she has to worry about, too. Then she has to worry about as well as being a mother and all these other different things. Is it fair for me to put all of my burdens on her, all my personal burdens on her, on top of all the different roles she wear, 
on top of her dealing with me as a man and a husband? Is it is it fair? And we have to really look at that. We have to really look at that and understand that when you talk about just saying, I got friends and family to let me vent and talk about everything, it comes to a point where you need professional you just need professional help. And when people say, but you need professional help, we've stigmatized it so much that it's like, well, you need professional help. That means you crazy or it does you 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 far gone. And it's like if you're sick <laughs> somebody would say you need to go to see a doctor nobody's going to stigmatize that and say that you're you know this ill or medically compromised person they'd be like man now nah, you need to go see the doctor bro i don't know what to tell you about that but when you say you need a professional to talk to you about these issues it may just be stress it, it don't have to be no deep-rooted issue it can just be stress like man how can i better manage my stress Man, you know, you do this, do that. None of and your friend tell you, you do this, do this, do this, do that, do that, do this, do that, that. Ain't nothing working. Friend will get frustrated at one point, at some point, you know what I'm saying? Or family will get frustrated and be like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Go, go, go see a therapist. And then he's like, I, I'm, I'm, that's, that's, I ain't crazy. I just need to know how better to manage my stress. Well, I have tried to give you multiple options to do. It is not working. So obviously is you need something, you need a little bit more higher than what I can provide and probably more higher than what I, I was even qualified for to tell you in the first place. That's what a professional can do. That's what a professional can do and help you work through those issues. It does not have to be major issues. It can just be stress. It can be stress. <laughs> it can be something simple. Anxiety. Sleep. You know, overwhelming thoughts. Like it can, just be, it can be something simple. You know? And I say that from experience, you know, I'm I'm lucky to find my first therapist and and and, and found him on the first try, and we click, boom. I'm I'm lucky, right? There's a benefit to being in the field. I know what things to look for, and I pick up on things. I'm still a, a therapist, a mental health professional at the end of the day, so I can pick up on stuff, right? If I if I felt like he wasn't working doing doing what I was supposed to be, if I felt like he wasn't doing what I needed him to do, then I would never schedule another session. And the experience has great has been great for me. Um, it's been eye opening for me. It's been helpful for me because even the times I just want to talk, like I talk with my boys or talk with my wife. Some stuff of it, some of it is not enough. <laughs> it's just not enough, and I need to get off more. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. That's what it's for. And and the environment that he creates, my therapist creates for me, is an environment that allows me to to vent and to process. And he gives me tips and, and tools to help manage these different subsets and things. The same way I can go to my primary care doctor where she'll say, oh, everything looks great. What you doing? You doing this? Okay, that's good. Keep that up. Everything looks good. Or when it was, I you know, was on high blood pressure medication and I took myself off and I changed my diet and I changed my exercise and up. And she said, what you, are you taking medication? I said, I'm not taking my medications no more. And she said, what you doing? I said, cause she was like, she said, your blood pressure look good or whatever. I said, I changed my diet. I've been exercising. She said, okay, well, 
you know, we'll watch it and monitor it. You come back a couple months here. We'll see where it at. If it ain't, if it don't get no, if it's, if it, if it rises again, we got to keep you back on this medication. But if not, we'll take you off. Rightfully so. Doctor's office, eye doctor's office. I go to my eye doctor's office. Again, I've been with him 20 some years. Options. Your eyes haven't changed much. I came in, I told him last year, I said, I'm having a little bit more strain in my eyes at night. Something, something's off. Something's off. Can't really tell. Goes looking at my eyes, dial, you know, dilates them, does a workup, says, you know, looking at says, you got a little bit more, you got a slight change per the usual, nothing major. You got a little bit more strain on your eye. Try these contacts and let me know what you think. So sample a bunch of different contacts. I say, this one don't work, this one don't work. I don't like this one, but I like this one. And boom. That's the type of communications that I I like to set up with my health providers. And it's the same thing that's happening with my therapist, you know, right now. And so it's it's I let the I let the professionals tell me what the what it is. And I also tell them from my perspective how I'm feeling and what I'm going through and vice versa. That makes for the best working relationships. But if you go in there for mindset of fix me now and I'm only going to do it my way and not your way. Then, of course, you know, you're going to have a bad you're going to have a bad experience. Of course, of course, you're going to have a bad experience. But the, the the best the best the best way we can have great relationships with our health providers is speaking up for ourselves as the patients, but then also allowing the health providers to do their job. And y'all working together. So y'all have a working relationship. You feel what I'm saying? Because I, let's go back to the PCP. If I go back to the PCP and she says, and I and I tell her like I said, well, I took myself automatic high blood pressure high blood pressure medications and i um and then i come back and i say my blood and then my blood pressure goes up after not being on them right i ain't got no choice but to go back on these medications because obviously i'm not doing something right on my end and i need them you know what i'm saying that's what it that's the difference like that's i can't i can't do nothing else about that because she told me I needed to take them. I stopped taking them because I did my own thing. And then I came back and they still what? And my blood pressure was still high. Okay, I gotta do what I need to be doing. I gotta do. I gotta follow the protocol. But this, this, this that helping profession and that that rapport that me and my my health providers have. That's, and you 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 have to grow that. That takes years. Again, eye doctor is twenty something years plus. Primary care doctor is. 10 years plus and I'm coming, you know, I'm working on like, I'm just got my therapist or whatever, just got my new dentist and stuff like that. And I, I look forward to those relationships. But when I started with my therapist, it was that I felt that same type of experience, something that I'm used to with him. Even with my dentist, I felt that same type of experience when I first, you know, when I first started that initial session last year with her that I'm used to with my healthcare providers, we have to be open enough to be vulnerable and to hear what the helping professional has to say and then 
process that and we don't like it we don't like it if we don't feel like it's rocking with our energy or what is not predicated on what we're thinking and believing we go find somebody else we go find somebody else but i will say that my primary care doctor and my eye doctor has never once failed me so and with this therapist even though i've been for a couple months everything he has told me and and we talked about has has worked you know down to the mindfulness stuff and being more present and just processing different things that's going on in my life so you know that's the that's the experience man we have to willing to engage willing to accept willing to learn and willing to listen but also willing to listen to be you know to to listen to what i what we feel is going on too it's a give and take it's a give and take so I, I you know I just wanted to give you that experience. I I was it's more so the, the therapist experience, but it's more so like the helping the, the the helping provider experience almost, and that's a little that's a little different. Um, but I I still got the same point across. I hope I hope that it, it helped you guys learn, you know, what to look for in the therapist experience and how to go about treating the therapist experience. Treat it like your healthcare professional. Treat it like your healthcare like treat it like as a treat them like treat him or she. Just like it's a healthcare professional, your eye doctor, your primary care doctor, your dentist, just throw your therapist in there. He just for your mind. Okay. Cause if not, if you don't, um, all these other things can suffer as a result of that. So just make sure you, you treat that experience just like on any other healthcare experience. Cause that's what it is. It's healthcare, just mental healthcare. So, um, thank you for um, listening to this podcast and episode. Again, I hope you guys have a great week. Please do not forget to like, share, comment um, this podcast episode. Let me know what you thought about it. Let me throw your thoughts and opinions. If you do have any topics you want to talk about, please feel free to hit me up. DM me again. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so you can get the drops early. And until the next episode, we'll see you.